0: FM WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning. This is Sumner County Spotlight, and welcome to the show this morning. Jeff Shannon,
1: your host here, and we've uh, we're going to kick off another show with a great topic. And I just felt this was such an important topic, and and I feel that most people don't really know it's here. So we're going to enlighten you today on an incredible program. It's an Electronics Recycling Solutions. And I want to introduce to you the Chief Executive Officer and President, Christy Shane, and also Dave Kreekak, and he's the VP of Adult Services. When you hear this information, folks, I mean, you're just going to want to get involved and it's just an incredible incredible uh program so guys welcome to the show this morning and uh christy i guess we go ahead and kick it off with you uh how did all of this get started
2: yeah well it's a a great story from my youth um was very passionate about um helping others and was raised by folks who felt that was important and and ultimately had a foster home that uh, I grew up with foster siblings that ultimately had some folks with special needs mm-hmm. in, in our home growing up and just developed a real passion for how do we build programs, how do we create programming for folks to, to have opportunities that might not exist otherwise. And so um, Health Connect America is where I became a CEO 12 years ago. Part of our mission at Health Connect is to really serve the whole continuum of care. So Mm -hmm. when we think about adolescents, which was the majority of who we were serving, those adolescents become adults. So we were serving kids with autism, kids with special needs in our programming. And what we noticed was when they went to adulthood, there was a real lack of services. And so we had a really unique opportunity in 2019 to get involved in this business, Electronics Recycling Solutions. Mm-hmm. And it was founded out of the the exact same situation. You know, it was like, how do we build adult programming, an adult opportunity for folks to basically find a place to be employed? And, and three of the words that we like to use at Health Connect are safety, dignity, and direction. And and so you think about a place where you can come and be employed and and, and you feel safe there you feel included, you're you have dignity, and and then ultimately you're giving a lot you're given a lot of direction, and and when you bring adolescents into that environment or adults with special needs, what you see is you see them flourish, and so we just saw this unique opportunity to get involved in a business that made absolutely no sense um, from from an electronics recycling perspective, because why would a healthcare company get into electronics recycling? My board of directors actually asked me that question, and I said, well, we're not really getting into it because we you know we we want to be a recycler it's it's more so that we can create this unique opportunity and and recycling Mm -hmm. opens the door for there to be funding for us to actually be able to pay for a program like this and so it was a unique opportunity to to do something way out of the box and to and and to be able to fund a program that would would generate really great outcomes for folks going out and and getting employment and, and starting to get their confidence and starting to feel like man I can contribute I, I have a sense of purpose And then we start exploring what they really want to do in life. But electronics recycling uh, I'll let Dave talk more about electronics recycling in detail because uh, he's the master guru of that at this point but but ultimately it was really to find a, a, a path to employ adults with special needs that, that was really where how it started yeah.
1: So now when you say special needs, I guess we're covering autism and what other kind of disabilities
3: or are, are, are folks are you accepting? Pretty, uh, pretty much wide open. I mean, yeah. for the most part, anyone, any young adult with uh, any special need is the key. I mean, it could be, I mean, we talk about specifics. It, it could be Asperger's, autism, anywhere on that autism scale. It could be physical, any other kind of mental disability. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's all over the map. That's the beauty of it is, you know, if they have a uh, an opportunity If we give them that opportunity to come in and be a part of this organization this community to work you know as we talked in this this big table where we do the disassembling and the refurbishing uh, it's their water cooler it's where they work out their hopes and dreams and their life you know and they're Uh, great workers oh they're the best like we talked about and thanks for having us by the way absolutely um what we talked about was they they're always showing up on time uh, they never complain. They're passionate Whoa. about what they do. <laughs> I know. And that that's, wouldn't we all want employees like that? <laughs> and then obviously, like Christy had mentioned, uh, it is a pathway to something else. One of our young men, Josh, is now moving on. He's working, uh, starting to migrate full-time over to Amazon. And he is thrilled to death. And that oh, is yeah. the ultimate goal. And then eventually, possibly living on their own. But giving him that opportunity is huge. So, uh, And we do know that Electronics recycling is a big deal. I mean, think about the numbers. There's three to 400 million electronics items are dumped into the, the landfills. And we're and trying
1: to eliminate. We talked earlier. I said, I had no idea. I mean, how many monitors and things? I just... Put them in the yep. trash can. Like, oh, well, well, I'm going to p- come pick those I up from no, you. <laughs> I know. I had no idea. Even hard drives, you can you can crush these hard drives and certify it and everything. It Absolutely,
3: that's a big deal because a lot of companies they want to make sure that their data is protected. There, mm-hmm. you know, there could be sensitive data there, whether sure. it's health information or just you know competitive. So we could either crush them into small quarter inch pieces, and there's one young adult that that's his main thing is he loves to crush those uh, <laughs> and give certificates of destruction, sure. uh, or we could just wipe them clean with a DoD type uh, reform. And then reuse them and refurbish, and and then teach them. You know, some of our young adults are, are learning how to list items on eBay, pack, ship, sell, mm-hmm. take photos, interact with customers. We so you actually have a uh, an eBay store. Do you not? We do. It's it's ers account. It's doing really well, and it's again, it's another opportunity, another mm-hmm. skill that we could learn. And that's the beauty is it could really blossom in just just any other direction. Sure. And then obviously we we're interacting with the community. Um, But the more stuff we take in, the more jobs we create, and then we could replicate this across the state. And and a lot of the the services
1: that you do are free, but there are some things like the hard drive crushing, and it obviously takes more. So you have a small charge of that, but all that money goes to help pay the salaries of
3: these young adults. Absolutely, we have 10 adults that are working currently, and then one's gonna migrate over to Amazon, which is wonderful, but uh, that is the goal, is to get enough volume to where we can be profitable and then replicate this. And that's the key because in every community, there's an 85% unemployment rate with special needs adults across the state of Tennessee. So this is a great fit to uh, open the door for an entry for those families because most, as we talked before, most of these families, they don't know what to do when Mm -hmm. their young adult graduates from high school. They're on the couch. So that brings up, what is the age group that you start at? Right now we're 17 to about 30 and it's really, there's no end. Okay, Uh, It's as long as they're enjoying what they're doing and passionate about that, I'm passionate about giving them the opportunity. Yeah, no, that's
1: great because I mean, I saw these stats and I'm, I'm kind of one of these stats guys, but like you need to say, one in five Americans have a diagnosed disability and less than 20% are actually employed. Yeah. So, I mean, shocking. I just think this is a wonderful opportunity. And I think any parents listening out there that they were just kind of at their wits' end knowing what to do, uh, especially if they have to go back to work, it's hard enough to get people back to
3: work. But these young adults actually want to work. Yeah. Well, and one of ours is driving 45 minutes away. I just wow. heard from another lady that's bringing her son from Brentwood up to Gallatin. Oh, yeah. So that, that's really opening the door to what is it going to take? And Christy, I have these conversations about replicating this across the state. What's it going to take? Really, it's going to take one big business mm-hmm. to say, hey, this is what i want to do with my stuff and then you know, we're off and running. It doesn't take much, but you get a big you know Fortune 500 company to say, we're gonna give you our stuff. Yeah. That's huge. And, and folks, we're talking with Electronics Recycling
1: Solutions. They have uh, the office right here in Gallatin out on Airport Road. It's pretty easy to get to, but it, it, you got a great facility out there. The, the, the website is electronicsrecyclingsolutions.org. If you want to give them a jingle, that's uh, 615-989-1010, which is our AM call signal here, 1010 AM. So, I can to remember that. So it's it's a, a great uh, opportunity if you do have, you know, family members or folks that have disabilities that really need to get out there and, and, and get a job. But but Christy, I think when you when you came up with this this idea and started doing it, I guess it's trying to convince businesses because obviously you, you've got to get that support to, to bring in product to keep these people working. What would seem to be the hardest thing for you when you started this?
2: Well, I think that the lessons learned. Um, I think when we started, we were taking everything. <laughs> we, we, yeah. we, we went, okay, we gotta take electronics. So the, the original founder of, of this idea was going around, driving around Nashville. She was picking up literally anything and everything that, that people would give us that, that had an electronic component to it. Mm-hmm. And then what we discovered was a whole lot of that stuff really wasn't creating jobs because it was really coming into our warehouse and it was turning around and going right back into a giant dumpster yeah. to be to be metal waste. And and so there was a lot of effort going into stuff that really wasn't generating an opportunity for folks to learn skills. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to really narrow our focus and 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 Dave was critical to that mission of of getting it and really studying and figuring out what actually creates the opportunity for young adults to either take things mm-hmm. apart, learn about things, put it on eBay, sell it, you know, pack, ship it. I mean, all of the different skill sets that you can learn by working in our warehouse. And it was really how do we really amplify each one of those opportunities so that every minute these guys are in our warehouse, they're learning some skill that they're mm-hmm. going to be able to take somewhere else. And, and you know, and if they're so if they're passionate about something else, I'll tell you a great story about a guy, one of the first um, young adults that worked for us. He really wanted to work at the library. And and a lot of times when these folks are coming to us, it's really they they aren't they just are not confident in being able to show up at work and 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 feel like they've accomplished something and they don't feel like they're that they have a skill set that they can really go in and just you know perform. And so they build that confidence when they're working for us. I mean they feel like they're part of a team, they feel like they're accomplishing something, they know what the goals are. And then just that amount of confidence, even though none of those actual skills translated what he's doing at the library. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that confidence level of, I'm going to apply for this job, I'm going to go in, I'm going to be able to interview successfully, and I'm going to get that job. Mm-hmm. And and that young man is employed at the National Public Library today. Wow. Um, and so it's just creating that opportunity for folks just to get confidence, to realize I can contribute to society. I can I can accomplish something. And that confidence level will carry people a long way in life.
1: Right. Well, I mean, it's a... To me, I think it's just an incredible to know that this is now available. So it's it's an education process, really. So <laughs> it is. I, the more we can get the word out about it and, and let people know that hey, how many game systems that are you, are in the attic you never use anymore? Monitors, keyboards, yeah. anything electronic? TVs? You take those?
3: We do take large televisions, but okay. those are one of those things we have to pay now to get rid of. Yeah. So like, we, what about the tubes? Yeah, the yeah, those anything that, that. that's under this category called e-waste, and that oh, yeah. that was one of the uh, excellent points that Christie made. Is a lot of this is just e-waste. It's yeah. we have to pay to now get that removed. Yeah. But of those three to four hundred million items that are dumped every year, fifty million of those are computers. That's the good stuff. That's what we're after. That's what creates mm-hmm. the jobs. Yeah. Um, but the e-waste, anything that's monitors, CRTs, all that stuff, we now have to pay to get rid of it. Like these beasts, those the beasts LCD TVs. Yep, yeah. those we have to pay now to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, if we're getting that with other things, it's you know it balances yep. out. Okay, and I just picked up a 67 inch television this morning in the back of my big truck, strapped it all in, and but we got you know a whole truck full of computers as well, yeah. so it was well worth it. And we do that. There's exceptions to that rule. Yeah.
1: Now I, I'm seeing here. There's a lot of ways that that people can can join you to help make a difference in this and I guess you can register your business to, to recycle with you so once they register they will you know obviously send their unused products to you uh, now what does the corporate
3: sponsorship
1: do do you get the big companies that that, that want to well sponsor we or, do
3: collaborate with uh, large companies okay. and that's more of a collaboration where okay. they commit to us I'm working with two major uh, Fortune 500 companies right now, and that's basically just agreeing to partner with us and and uh, give us that that load of stuff I mean think about the three year kind of turnover that computers have you know there's hundreds or thousands for these large companies there was one company that has 400 cubicles of computers before the pandemic they've now reduced to 100 cubicles that was 300 cubicles of computers just wow. sitting there not being used that's what we're after so that collaboration is gigantic can they donate
1: like so I got these computers I don't want to really recycle them but I can donate them to you so you can maybe resell on your eBay store mm-hmm, absolutely Okay. And we
3: that's part of the skills. I mean, we have individuals that, that reformat, refurbish, okay. install a legal copy of Windows, and then we resell those. And we also work with local businesses okay. as well. So we could sell to local business or through eBay because, again, that's a skill that we're able to teach. That's that's amazing.
1: All right, we're going to go into our first break right now. We're talking with uh, Christy Shane and Dave Krikak with ERS. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> you got to come up with the ERS. Got to sing some kind of logo thing. But electronics Recycling Solutions right here in Gallatin. And we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight.
0: FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back
1: to Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, Your host, Jeff Shannon, right here on the Sunday morning. Of course, sponsored by our friends at FNM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard right here in Hendersonville. And uh, for all of your banking needs, go to FNM Bank. Uh, Okay, listen, We've got a great conversation going right now, and we're talking with the folks over at Electronics Recycling Solutions right here in Gallatin, located on Airport Road, and it's uh, that's their, their main office here in Gallatin. And we're talking with the CEO and President uh, Christy Shane and Dave Krikak, and he's the VP of Adult Services. Um, important position. Sounds <laughs> fun, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it keeps you busy. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, we were talking about all the services that that you're offering what i'm seeing is the really the main source of leads should be let's get these big corporations that have these volumes of electronics
3: that they need to recycle and and get them to you absolutely that that doesn't discount the individuals the Mm -hmm. residents that just don't know where to take their laptops and that we welcome to bring in, we get drop offs daily uh, one or two, a tower, a laptop, whatever that might be. But yeah, in order to do the volume and to be able to hire uh, and to hit our objectives of getting not only these young adults working full time, but then also giving new opportunities and then branching out, we do need some large companies. Sure. And you're not a nonprofit. No. People might have maybe assume that it is, but it's really not.
1: But the money that you need, and you need this volume so you can help continue to pay. Uh,
3: these young adults for doing the work absolutely it's electronics equals jobs Mm -hmm. and uh, it's those computers it's breaking down those it's refurbishing it's it's teaching those skills to pack ship list take photos on ebay Mm -hmm. it's all of those skills
1: yeah well and and that's you know everything's online social media i mean gosh just doing
3: social media alone is a full-time gig yeah. And, and the fun part about eBay is it's teaching them customer service, okay. how to interact with customers, the how to take photos, how to list appropriately. Um, and those are additional skills. Those are skills nobody really gets unless mm-hmm. they're using that platform. Yeah. Yeah, and if
2: you If you come to drop off at our airport road location, you'll get to interact with the employees. Mm-hmm. Um, great opportunity for them to learn how to interact with the public and and to handle you know taking a cash transaction and and, and just being appropriate in general in customer service. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a great chance to come check out our business and they'll take you on a tour.
3: And they love visitors. yeah, they will just uh, it's all about, you know, who's coming in that door. Yeah. There's this rush to the door to say hello and and uh, to welcome you into the organization. And Show off what we do. We've had a lot of good visitors. Yeah, no, that's Um, that's incredible. And of course, I think you got the governors uh, dropping by to say hey. Hopefully soon. Yeah, we've got uh, our our commissioner of uh, DIDD, the Department of Intellectual Disabilities, uh, Brad Turner's been by, and his uh, executive has been by as well, Jordan Allen. So we continue to show off this model because it needs to grow. It needs to replicate because in every community there are adults with special needs that just do not have a job. They don't have an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And this is one that would really work.
1: Well, we just got to do a call, get Holly Thompson over there and uh, have her come by and visit, get some exposure on the, on the tube there. Anybody, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but, you know, with all of the, the electronics and how the industry changes, I mean, constantly your cell phones, I'm sure you take those. Absolutely. Uh, any of those kinds of items that in, in how many phones do you have in your drawer right now that you don't know where to, to get rid of, but with everything changing the way it is, uh I, I guess you, you have to adapt and learn to what these, these products are coming in and what you can take and what you can't.
3: Yep, they all have boards inside of them and yep. some of you know when we do the breakdown those are uh, those are distinguishing, you know, some high level boards from smaller boards. We deal with servers as well. A lot of large large companies have servers that they're upgrading. Those are huge for us because it's it's a different skill to break down a server than it is a tower or a laptop. Mm-hmm. So each one has parts and pieces that are worth something to our downstreamers and it's also an additional skill. So some of our, like young adults, I was mentioning Joseph, his thing is, is crushing hard drives. He owns that. <laughs> you know, everything about crushing, the safety that's involved in it. You know, I mean, this is a big machine that crushes these hard drives into small quarter inch pieces and it's done with care and control concern for his safety. And yeah. that's, that's something that he owns. So to watch him own that job is really fun. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. But I, and, and two, I think they're excited to come to work. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, think about it. This, uh, this is their water cooler and we all have a water cooler. We get, and get caught up on our weekend and what we did and what our hopes and dreams are. And to watch the individuals uh, working around the table, breaking down computers and working out life, that's it. And I know that was Christy's uh, vision was to give everybody that opportunity to have a place to come and call their own. And really, they own it. It's uh, We're just navigating the the waters there, but really it's, it's presenting an opportunity for them to grow and to uh, eventually move off to something else if that's what they want to do.
1: Well, I think that's that's important is that they, they come in and, and they actually get the confidence that they need that, hey, I, I can do this, you know, and then the, of course the parents are probably real excited about that too as they see a change in their child that's like, okay. Now we're, we're, we're doing something great here, but with the with website, the way you have it, and it has a lot of information on there. So if anybody listening, if you, if you have somebody that has special needs and maybe needs a, a job. We're hiring. Uh, you, wanna, you wanna donate, you want to recycle, uh, just head over to the website, it's electronicsrecyclingsolutions.org, and you'll get all the information over there. And of course, they, the office right here in, in Gallatin on Airport Road, pretty easy to find. Just to type in 547 Airport Road, take you right there and you can come in meet the team
3: i I guess you can give them a tour and yeah and if uh if we play it right we can have some cookies and maybe some ice cream if they time it right (laughs) usually about two o'clock we usually break out the ice cream okay i'll be there (laughs) (laughs) i'm on the way christy's all about the no nuts and the peanut butter cookie (laughs) okay well i'm with you (laughs) with all of the
1: the the waste like you said you you take all of the stuff and you you crush it down you separate it doing all that I guess what, once it leaves your facility, does it go to different places or there's a
3: one facility that kind of takes all of it? Yeah, I'm, th- I'm so thankful you brought that up. There is a certification we went through, it's called an R2 certification, and it has the ability to responsibly downstream these parts and pieces. Mm-hmm. They're not going into a landfill, they're not going to you know Guatemala, uh, where there's no EPA and they're mm-hmm. burning it and it's going up in the atmosphere. It's literally, it's responsibly being recycled. Okay. So we only deal with R2 certified uh, recyclers. So all the parts and pieces are broken down and sold off. That's where we get the revenue to pay for our overhead. Mm-hmm. And then the refurbishing is something that we're making those sales through eBay or through other local businesses to sell those refurbished computers or laptops. Um, but that's how we get our funding is through Downstreamed, And we're doing that with those R2 certified downstreamers. So we're making sure that we're doing business with the right folks. Sure.
1: What made made me think of this. Now, what about, you you have local recyclers, you know, the cities have the recycling bins and, you know, they have, with all of the different recyclers around, we have, you know, your city, your county recycling uh, and your private companies that do recycling. Is that different or do they take this kind of waste and,
3: or can they take it and send it to you? They do actually take it and they separate it. For example, we've collaborated with the city of Franklin. So if you drop off your electronics on okay. Century Court, uh, they put it in an ERS box, and we pick that box up every Monday. Mm-hmm. So they are setting aside the computers, the laptops, the cords, the and all the individual electronics. And then you're also taking other things there that they take. Mm-hmm. But they've separated that for us. I would love to see that locally in Summit yeah, County. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot
1: of great locations where you know you can have that. Now, it's a secure thing because you don't want people breaking and saying, hey, they're putting laptops on them or go and steal it. Yeah, absolutely. It's very secure. Because <laughs> yes. yeah. you know there'll be people that would do that. They have like, to weigh, unfortunately. <laughs> they weigh you in, and then they weigh you coming out. <laughs> Retina scans, uh, right. handprint scanners. <laughs> it's a great idea. So you, you can
3: partner with cities and counties uh, as well to get to get this. Absolutely, okay. and I would love to do that. I mean, yeah. think about the amount of volume. And they have regular hours. Mm-hmm. You know, They're going to be open at 8 and close at 4, and uh, that works out pretty well where we just go pick up a big chunk of electronics. Yeah. Well, with Sumner County Schools as large as it is,
1: and one of the, the best school systems you know in the state, and of course they're always you know trying to raise money to get more computers, but still that lifespan is going to rotate out. So this yep. would this would be the, the right choice to do something like that.
3: We have a uh, contract with Sumner County Schools for the last few years, okay. uh, going on two years now. So I don't know who they're going to be working with now, but we we can't take the amount. Uh, the massive amount of electronics that are not computers. So we really have to be rifle okay. focused on computers and equipment and peripherals, uh, not so much fax machines and overhead projectors and those. We you know that amount of volume we pay a lot of money to get rid of. Oh yeah
1: when you're, you're talking the, the recycling aspect of it, you know, you have these large companies that maybe they really don't know what to do with any of this stuff. And again, it goes, hey, the IT guys say, well, we're not using it, goes in the dumpster, or, you know, maybe employees take it or what have you, but uh, they're doing a recycling program. I think it's a, it's an education for them come and say hey we do have this option instead of throwing it in the landfill we're going to take that can you go in and talk to different companies and do presentations uh, like that
3: absolutely i know that uh, christy is the ceo participates with a lot of ceo roundtables yeah so um we have know a good one here
2: in yeah some- a lot of times the answer is sitting in a closet they don't know what to do with right. it and what they're concerned about is it has information on it yeah and and so the the key point there is is that even if it's your personal laptop at home and it's and you've upgraded, and you have a new you have a new laptop, and you don't know what to do with the old one. But you're a little concerned about it because, well, I might have saved a couple tax returns on that, or I might have saved things I don't want people to get their hands sure. on. All you have to do when you bring it in is say, "I want a certificate of destruction that my hard drive was 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 shredded, um, or erased. We can erase them, and then we can still use them in refurbished computers. But because we're R two certified, when you ask for those things to be done, it is all tracked. There are certificates sent to you. To verify that yeah. that the the actual item was either erased or, or shredded, and and so you don't have to worry about your personal information ending up in the wrong hands. Or right. um, well, people think is finding all your concern.
1: old emails. Bingo. Right. we're there getting rid go. of that email server yeah, <laughs> right. let's, let's trash that yeah. yeah
2: any anything that's on there that you're you you don't want other people's hands on you you can literally ensure that it gets erased or or destroyed and um and so that's why a lot of people have them sitting in their sitting in their um, closets that's why we had them sitting in closets because mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't know how to uh to get rid of them without throwing them in a dumpster, and then we worried about the personal information that was on it. So, so ERS is a great solution for that. For whether it's your personal laptop or it's your business laptop, okay. where you have customers' information and you have other things on there, you you can ensure that when it as soon as it hits our door, we're we're going to turn around and send you a certificate of destruction or. Um, or that we erase the hard drive. Mm-hmm.
3: One of those, they call that chain of custody. So we are, because of that R2 certification, we have gone through this year-long process to be R2 certified. And that chain of custody is very important. We, we get audited on that every year. So we take that very seriously. And that's huge for us. And that's a big differentiator between us and any other recycling company. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen when you give it to them. True, yeah. And, and, and especially if you're dealing with
1: city and county governments. I mean, a lot of vital information could be Beyond there, even though they format the hard drive,
3: the information is still there. Yep. (laughs) Part of the deal with Sumner County Schools is every hard drive had to be removed and locked up when we picked those up from them. And that was part of that uh, relationship. So absolutely, every one of those you know hundreds of computers we had to pull the hard drives from lock them up until we can just get to shredding them yeah and that chain of custody was hugely important for that you
1: know i I gotta tell you i'm overly impressed with this this operation and just what you just told me was amazing and i think most people have no idea that that's going on congratulations on this i mean what a a great service and the fact that you're you're helping these these adults uh, young adults and doing something with their lives and giving them confidence and, and getting them out in the workforce, I mean, that's just incredible. So I have a question, Christy, What so what's motivating your team right now? What would you think would be the, a big motivator for them right now?
2: The, the team at ERS, yeah. I, I think they get excited about our new partnerships. They get excited to know that the business is coming in the door, mm-hmm. that they're busy, that they see plenty of opportunity for them to get the hours that they want. Because most of them, as, if, as they've come to work very, very part time, add hours as that confidence builds and they, they feel good about what they're doing, or they're going on to, to pursue another goal out there. But I think it's really our focus is outcomes. It's what are your goals as an individual, and, and not necessarily what your parents might think you can do or whatever but th- these are folks that haven't really been talked to that way a, a lot of them have just been kind of left to, to languish out, out right. of high school yeah and and they've either become a taxi cab for their younger siblings or they spend way too much time just sitting at home idle yeah. and so it's really just opening up this whole pandora's box of what do you really want to do what what really would excite you like if you could work 30 hours a week what would you really want to spend your time doing and and for most of them i really believe it's not taking apart electronics mm-hmm. so yeah. so we we don't have this vision of there's somebody that, that works for us for thirty years. I mean what we really want to see is them is them is, is them continue to be promotable and by promotable means they're gonna leave us and then we're gonna create the same opportunity for another young person sure. to come in and, and build that confidence and figure out, okay, I can go work at Amazon or I can go be work in the library or I wanna work. And so that's really what's what the motivator is, sure. is just to get them a plan yeah. to to what's next. I mean Every-
3: yeah, they all have a purpose, and they've been given you know gifts and talents that they just need to explore, find out what makes them tick, and and uh, and enjoy doing that. There was I it was flashing as Christy was talking. I'm trying to teach this one individual eBay. So the whole time I'm teaching this individual eBay they're looking back to the breakdown table. And and I'm trying to focus them on, okay, we're gonna take this photo, and they're looking back. Well, back at the breakdown table, that's where the socialization was happening. That's where the conversation was. Didn't like eBay because it pulled them out of, That, that conversation. And that yeah. was the funnest part, knowing this person does not want to do this. It's not what they're gifted at. Yeah. They want to be part of that crew over yeah. there. And and it's interesting because uh, that's where they thrive. And that's yeah. that's what floats their boat. Well, listen, I think uh, I see a book in the future. <laughs> she smiles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's already th- being thought of <laughs> in all your free time. Yes. But right. you don't sleep now anyway. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> hey guys, you know, we've run out of time, but I, I got to tell you, I'm just so impressed with this this whole concept and everything and I wish you great success with this and hopefully we'll get the word out and it's word of mouth if you know anybody it's a good contact for them folks you got to let them know and just send them over to ElectronicsRecyclingSolutions.org and their number is uh, 615-989-1010 and we're talking about Electronics Recycling Solutions so guys thank you again thank you so much Jeff for enlightening yep. us and getting thanks, us Jeff. motivated we appreciate it thanks alright that's going to wrap it up for this segment of Summer County Spotlight we'll be right back with more
0: After these words. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com.
1: Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, Jeff Shannon, your host here on this Sunday morning. We're gonna start a new conversation right now. And it, it's kind of one that is kind of disturbing once you really start looking at the facts and what's going on. And it's talking about the, the mental health of our children these days. And, and we know that because of the pandemic, a lot has been going on uh, with kids and with, with adults as well. So I wanted to bring in a specialist and I want to introduce you to Don McCaslin, I said it right?
4: Yes, you said it right. (laughs) I'm good for something. Very good. Uh, now,
1: now, Don, let me tell you something. Uh, your credentials are, are very impressive, and what you do is so impressive. And you, you have unbridled changes at Montgomery Hollow. Now, this is a faith-based counseling service. You're a certified therapist, so let everybody know your credentials so we okay. they know where you're coming from.
4: Well, I have been doing this for about 25 years. Um, I graduated David Lipscomb with my undergraduate and my graduate dr- degree from Trevecca University way back uh, a long time ago and uh, went into family counseling uh, through churches and i worked with domestic violence in shelters for about 17 years so i have extensive knowledge of families and children's therapy um however what i have found that i've always loved is how to incorporate animals oh, into therapy right. and while at that time i didn't realize that horses could be used this way i always had a dog or a lizard or, or something in my office that kids found you know enjoyable well
1: horses talk
4: too. Horses? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think so. So yeah, so it, I, I sort of gravitated. Somebody gave me the idea of, hey, there's this guy that has this big farm, and he's out off Long Hollow Pike, and he wants, you know, to incorporate his horses. Into being able to help people, and that was the beginning wow. of it.
1: <laughs> what happens, I guess, it, when you're doing the the therapy sessions? I mean, you, you get well known, of course, mm-hmm. over the years you have been, mm-hmm. and you became you know highly recommended. You start taking and interviewing these, and most of these children, I guess, is what you specialize mm-hmm. in, is the teenagers and.
4: We do. We you know I see in my team. Um, I see children as young as three years old. Uh, my oldest client is 83. So mm-hmm. I, I, I have a, a pretty wide range of, uh, but, but for the most part right now, my caseload is predominantly under the age of 18.
1: I, I was just blown away when I started to, to see the numbers and, and talking with other therapists and finding out that, look, they're booked up for months and months. Yes. And, and I'm talking working every day, Yes. <laughs> you know, I guess you have hour sessions sometimes a little bit more if it needs mm-hmm. be, but mm-hmm. you know that you're you're booked all day long. And these therapists are saying, "Well, I can get you in in April or that yeah. kind of thing." Yeah. But it's like, are you serious? I mean, yeah. it's it's gotten that deep.
4: And it really, um, I'm finding with my colleagues and other friends, that, you know it's across the board. Um, they have no openings they're having to really be careful about taking time to take care of themselves along with oh, well, m- myself too sure. um, it's really easy to want to continue to say yes I'll you know I'll work you in somewhere and you know when we do the very best we can it's gotten to the point where there's just no more hours in the day.
1: I, I really don't see how you do it because you, you're also taking care of this huge farm out there <laughs> with, trying. And how many horses do you have
4: we have close to 30 horses
1: amazing
4: yeah it, uh, it, it's it, it's a big job i do have some great help yeah. <laughs> I, I could not do it without help. well
1: you know you'd have to <laughs> yes it's yes. like when do you sleep
4: I do. I sleep well. <laughs> well, after after the day you go through, I mean, yes. it's
1: amazing. Because you, what time does your day start?
4: Well, it depends on the day. Uh, most people want you know want counseling sessions towards the afternoon or evening because obviously kids are in school, mm-hmm. and most adults would love to be able to have therapy after they get off of their work. So the demand for after three o'clock is, you know, those hours add up quickly. So we've got some folks that are, that have the luxury of coming during the daytime hours, Mm -hmm. uh, but not many people want really to do that. I get started with counseling basically when somebody can come. Um, I try really hard. If somebody wants to come at nine o'clock in the morning, I try to accommodate that. But uh, most people, you know, especially with young people, it's afternoon.
1: So with a working farm the way it is, I mean, there's just unlimited tasks that you have to do every day. And of course you have, you know, folks that are going to help you, which, which I think you really need, but and and anybody knows anything about, you know, having a a farm or any, Mm. just having animals, it's a full-time job.
4: It is a full-time job.
1: And how you, how you find time, I don't know how you balance it. (laughs) You like, go to therapy?
4: D- yes, yeah, you, uh, yes, I do. You, <laughs> you know, talk every, to yourself in the mirror. Every right? <laughs> good therapist has a good therapist. That's my. I tell people that all the time, yeah. uh, and that that's critical right now with the, with with where we are right now in our world. We need to be taking very good care of ourselves.
1: The horse therapy. How did something like that get started? How long ago did somebody discover, hey, this actually can work?
4: Well, a little over 20 years ago, the association called EGALA, which is an acronym for Equine Assisted Growth and Learning Association, it was founded. And I didn't know about it 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. but they started this wonderful program where there's a mental health uh, expert and an equine specialist. And the two people together, and the client, and the horses. So you've got a team, you know, approach of uh, allowing a space to be able to do healing. Uh, and that's what we believe. We believe that most people can actually help themselves if they're given the tools and they're given the space to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we try to provide there. Uh, it's a beautiful setting. Yeah. Uh, it's very quiet and it, it's just a gorgeous setting.
1: I guess there's some basis around it. And it always says that how animals are great healers, mm-hmm. the, the little dogs coming into you know the nursing, center, nursing mm-hmm. facilities mm-hmm. and the, the old folks home. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> know and, that, and it, that it just brightens them up and it i guess gets your your mentality excited so it's yeah. you know and horses i know some people really relate to them
4: people do um and it might be that they relate to them it might be that they're even afraid of them because of oh, their yeah. size uh, we've got little bitty ones and we've got great big ones it's amazing to see you know a lot of people are very intimidated by their size there's a lot of learning that can take place with whatever that person brings into that session. So that's kind of cool to see a person experience being around an animal that big for the first time,
1: and it's not there's no horseback riding.
4: No, no, it so is. You're relating all,
1: to this to this animal, and they and they're they're sensing you. I'm sure.
4: Absolutely, we are not asking the horse to okay. be anything but a horse. We are <laughs> not asking them to put a saddle on or ride us. We're not. They just um, get the love, right? They, you know, a lot of times we'll have people just out in the middle of the fields with them in a herd and the people get to experience what it's like you know just to be in a herd of horses and what that dynamic feels like um and uh it's a really neat experience
1: and you have babies too baby horses yeah
4: we we, right now especially we have several several young ones and uh people get to uh, we keep them in the barn when they're little and people get to love on them and pet them and experience what you know what it's like for a mama horse to raise her baby horse and see the the wonderful things that we can kind of tie together with how humans are yeah. and you know tie that with the horses and see how similar we really are
1: it, it is uh, uh, amazing and when i first heard about it i said you know that that does kind of make sense <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: they don't look like us but no, they act an awful lot like. Isn't that crazy?
1: Wow, it it really, really is. and they feel what you're going through. I guess a
4: lot of people refer to it as mirroring. That a horse okay. will mirror kind of how we feel if you're if you're walking into a session, you know, and somebody says, "Well, how are you doing today?" You know, and of course, what does everybody say? fine or good yeah, you know yeah. and that's but, but the horse doesn't care about the word the horse isn't going off of what your answer is you mm-hmm. can't lie to a horse mm-hmm. and a horse can't lie to you there's absolute 100 percent honesty going on so in three or four seconds the horse knows whether you're really fine or you're not fine mm-hmm. he's going to mirror wow. your emotions he feels your energy he feels your heart rate from a pretty good long way away. We know our horses well.
1: So with your out there, I mean, you have different procedures I guess you would do, but it's just, you can pretty much just sit, sit around in, in the field and just talk.
4: Yes, yes, we can. Um, I kind of let our, our clients choose how they want the session to go. Mm-hmm. I ask them, where do you want to go today? You know, I don't, I really don't try to structure things very tight. I want it to be a very loose flowing experience for the client. If the client says, you know what, I'm really drawn. I want to go over there. You know, okay. I want to go in that field over there. Then then that's where we go. If they want to be in the barn and they want to brush a horse that day, then we try to make that happen.
1: Well, touch and, and tactile sense, I guess, is important. They like, yes. you let them feel textures. Like even the yes. different horses feel different. Mm-hmm. Their hair is different, mm-hmm. right?
4: They're different they're dirty most of the time um, now in the summer when it's warm we let people give them baths and things um, and for some of our clients whether they might be dealing with um, some sensory issues okay. a lot of yeah. a lot of people with autism you know really can use a little extra help when dealing with sensory things getting their hands dirty getting their hands sudsy with soap you know and things of that nature but it's also enjoyable at mm-hmm. the same time so we kind of bridge some gap and the horses seem to be very happy to help
1: it's an amazing uh, model for sure and but i guess with the with the gala there there's still there's some procedures i guess you always have to maintain to be certified you have to get recertified do they
4: we have to stay um within it's kind of like continuing education type things you get certified you have to you know keep keep that up to date it's a really really nice pretty strict (laughs) type of certification and we really like it because it does implement a mental health person and a horse expert as well. Um, The mental health person is of course looking towards the the client the Mm. person and the horse uh, specialist is looking at the horse's behavior and the two of us together kind of talk back and forth the client might be out in a field with a bunch of horses and us together might be saying okay well i'm noticing you know that she turned around and sat down and you know isn't making any type of contact with any any of the horses and i'm noticing that all the horses you know the the horse expert might say well you know all the horses have turned around and have have walked away and so when that client comes back to us we might process that and say so this is what we saw and i'll be like what do you think about that and <laughs> so a lot we don't tell them what we think right we let them tell us what they think exactly. so wow. in that you know healing can begin
1: you know again getting people to talk about it yes And in some cases, like, you know, kids don't want to talk to their parents for the most part. Right. And if they do, you don't know if they're being genuine. (laughs) True. Or they're just telling us what we want to know. True. You know, kind of situation. Mm -hmm. But you're dealing with, I mean, I guess all kind of issues, behavioral, attention deficit Mm -hmm. Uh, autism abuse neglect you had the I guess the alcohol abuse uh, kind of program with the alcoholics and things Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. what seems to be your primary uh, focus that you've where your niche is at this point
4: oh well right now what I'm seeing the most of is anxiety type disorders social anxiety to be at the top of that list Um, a lot of uh, our teenagers are you know repeating the exact same thing over and over again you know I'm just struggling struggling being in social situations I am withdrawn you know just the same type thing over and over again is what I'm experiencing some of my colleagues are saying the same thing Um, I don't think it's just me I think it's across the board and um, it's a really unfortunate thing the farm is really interesting in that it takes screens away it takes the opportunity to be on the ground you know with these horses and a lot of kids aren't doing that right now
1: well and there's so much more to this and Mm. when we come back on the other side i want to continue this because it's I think it's just fascinating, and to know that it's to the extent that it is. So we're going to be talking with more with uh, Don McCaslin right here in just a few minutes right
0: here in Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And we're back
1: with this Sunday's edition of Sumner County Spotlight. Your host, Jeff Shannon, right here with you. And we're going to continue our conversation with Don McCaslin. And I I just feel like I'm not saying your name right. (laughs)
4: Ah, huh, it's Mc- close enough. Don McCasland. McCas- <laughs> McCasland, yes. i probably say it wrong, too. So what are okay. the,
1: what's the, the, the initials on the end of your name?
4: The initials, the MA? Your certificate, yes. Oh, yes. I have a master's level, and I've uh, been doing counseling for 25 years. Yes, yeah, so, okay. You've got to
1: have those little things on the end. It was funny. We were, we were on the speaking circuit for many years you know, my wife has a master's in business and la 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 la, Mm. and I didn't really have any of that. So (laughs) she introduced me with, you know, as having an NDAA, and people were going, ooh. (laughs) And nobody had an idea. And it stands for no degree at all.
4: Oh, I love that. I love that. (laughs) So it
1: it looked important, but nobody knew what it is. And they're going to say, what is an NDAA? (laughs) You're supposed to know that. (laughs) That's
4: funny. But anyway,
1: you know, we're going to talk. I I was real fascinated and really kind of concerned and really kind of blown away Mm -hmm. about this anxiety issue that seems to be really prevalent right now.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. it, It has consumed the phone calls that i get that come in um you know usually it's a parent that's calling me about a child it sounds almost the same every phone call mm-hmm. is you know my kid is just they're withdrawing they're not wanting to do things they're you know the social anxiety is what is, is the term they use uh social anxiety social not anxiety depression. not depression wow. um i think there's some of that maybe in there mm-hmm. but when a person um kind of diagnoses themselves, that's what, you know, they come up with. Uh, now, whether they're exactly a- accurate in that, I don't know. So we keep them,
1: stay away from Dr. Google.
4: Dr. Google can be a little dangerous <laughs> yes. to try to diagnose ourselves. And <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I don't diagnose people. I just kind of listen to what they're, you know, what they're going through. And But anxiety is huge.
1: Wow. Anxiety so what are some huge. of the symptoms that you would?
4: Um, Kids not wanting to participate. You know, they hated being stuck, most kids hated being stuck during the pandemic when they couldn't go to school. They couldn't participate. Mm -hmm. You know, everything was shut down. Uh, They really struggled a lot with that. And now it's back. You know, they're back in school. They're back. And so many of them seem handicapped by being able to, you know, proceed like normal. And many, many, many children are just not picking back up where they left off.
1: So as a a parent, if you start noticing, what are some of the signs that a parent should look for, Mm -hmm. you know, being withdrawn, I I guess, not wanting to do anything, Mm -hmm. what else would we look for?
4: Well, you know, how often is your kid coming out of their room? You know, um, a lot of times, you know, and not picking on parents. I'm a parent. It's the hardest job in the whole world. But when your kid's not making a lot of noise and your kid is being quiet and not tearing things off the wall, a lot of times we don't go look, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, wow, they're being quiet. I'm going to go in here and do my thing. You know, how long's it been since they've come out of that room? You know, yeah. have they sat in that room for two, three, four hours going through TikTok? or instagram or whatever they're doing and they and i will tell you it's it's a problem with screens it's a Mm -hmm. problem with being on social media and not getting off of social media
1: does gaming fall into that as well because gaming Um, takes a lot they they spend a lot of time on gaming you know
4: and i do think that some kids are really big into gaming and i do see that a little bit Mm -hmm. in my experience i see less of that than i do snapchat instagram TikTok, those type things are what I'm seeing kids spending most of their time yeah. on. It is, it is over and over and over a feed that just does not stop.
1: Well, there was a, uh, I guess, a, a study that I saw uh, about girls' self-esteem issue because of the individuals they see on instagram sure and if you've been on instagram sure you've got these young girls that are flaunting a lot of stuff mm-hmm. without going overboard but it's it's sure. still there and that just messes with a young mm-hmm. child well and they place
4: know, filters on those things yes they're not even exactly right they don't look like that and and the kids know that But yet they'll sit in front of me and say, you know, I don't measure up. I don't, even though I know that other person has put this filter on their eyes or their lips or their face, you know, whatever that is to make their skin perfect. The the thing they're telling themselves is I don't measure up to her. Right. Even with filters on me. And what I think as parents we've got to realize is that prefrontal lobe in their brain, that's not going to mature till they're almost 25 years old and I mean, that is a hard pill for a child to realize so as a parent we have to realize they don't have a lot of discern, discernment mm-hmm. you've got to realize you've got to come in there and say that's long enough you know you've got to turn that off it's not good for you yeah they're gonna disagree with you though
1: yeah oh totally <laughs> Well, and it, it's a good especially with gamers you know it's a it's a good tool mm-hmm. say if you don't clean your room guess all this goes yeah. away yeah and then they're Then they're going to move.
4: (laughs) It it is a very, very huge form of currency Mm -hmm. uh, for parents. It's something they can use. I've had many parents say, if I had just realized how quickly this was going to get out of hand, I wouldn't have let this go like this. Now I feel like I can't take it back away from them. And with that, I will say, yes, that's going to be really, really hard, (laughs) but doable, yeah. yes
1: yeah. it is doable yeah well it's like uh, trying to negotiate with them yeah i said i'm not negotiating there's no negotiating it's yeah. done this yeah. is how it is yeah you either do this or this happens yeah. and there yeah. you go now with the anxiety issue the 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 way that it is what is what would be an answer mm-hmm. i mean do they get better or mm-hmm. how does did mm-hmm. they just learn how to cope with it yeah
4: Remember those family night things that people used to have? Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> Remember those game nights and those weird, like old fashioned board games? Yeah. And, um, those things should still exist uh it should still exist when you and your kids sit on the couch and eat popcorn you might be watching a movie but you might all be watching the same movie mm-hmm. that you can not everybody's got a a phone in their hand and there's a me- movie playing
2: yeah
4: <laughs> you know that, and that's happened in my house i'm gonna I'm, i can't say yeah. that that has not happened at my house it has but i think we have to make a huge effort to pull them back and show them that there's another way of doing things, even if it's just for an hour on Friday night. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to do, though. I mean, it, it, it's it totally hard to is, do.
1: And, and especially when you're working, you have mm-hmm. a, a business and you know things coming through the phone. 14-year-old last night, we went out to eat, and of course he had the phones going, and you know just a couple little things before the food got there, and he says, "You know the rule." no cell phones when we're eating no. so I think we should take them and put them in in a, in a bin and we said well he says that's you know that's not fair I can't do it you guys can't do it either well and I understood the point sure and it, it totally made sense and but at least it's in his brain okay that, at dinner time we don't we're not on our phones playing games that's on YouTube awesome. listening to music yeah. any of that we're there to engage.
4: That's awesome. But
1: it you know, for him to, to notice that I think is admirable. It's a, so it's
4: a big deal and if you haven't looked around in a restaurant to see what people are doing. They're all on their phone. We can't sit in a waiting area without without <laughs> so so that's just a snippet of, you know, as adults we do it. Mm-hmm. So a kid, it's a whole lot worse whole whole lot worse they can't go to the bathroom and take a shower or take you know go in the bathroom to do bathroom business without their phone oh, yeah it's that, like glue to their hand that's a problem i've seen kids put phones in baggies and zip their baggie up to take it in the bathroom with them
1: in the shower and they're yeah still washing. now yeah. most
4: of them are waterproof now but yeah, yeah. still yeah sure. so that's that, crazy.
1: well you i mean you have to have some incredible stories that yeah. you've experienced
4: oh my goodness um they never really get old uh i keep (laughs) thinking that one day i'm gonna get used to what some of the horses how they respond to people um we have a a certain horse that is there at the farm and she's i'd say middle-aged horse probably 12 13 14 years old somewhere in there and this horse has a neat background um sometimes i tell our clients about our horses most of the time i don't most of the time that's why i'm not going to even say what this horse's name is because if somebody hears this and says i want to know who (laughs) sunshine i want to see her you know it's not sunshine by the way this specific horse has had a lot of trauma in her past Mm -hmm. um she was hung up in a tree where she had gotten hung by a halter with something got hung this was prior to me being at the farm and i had heard stories about her and you can't catch this horse you can't go out in the field and put a a halter on this horse and lead her you know if if there's a an emergency and you had to get her it's just too bad you Mm -hmm. can't yeah so she has had a really, really difficult past. For most horse people, this horse would pretty much be useless. Yeah. Yeah. For us, she is absolutely one of the best barometers that we have. Wow. Certain people can approach this horse, certain people cannot. Um, she is very careful with who she lets near her and who she does not let near her. Um, She is watching you like a hawk, you know, when she misses very little. (laughs) So it depends what your motives are. It depends on what you kind of want, what's going through your mind. So a really high-strung person or a, uh, maybe that's the wrong word, maybe a really anxious or yeah hyperactive uh, person is not going to come close to this horse
1: that is amazing She's They not. can feel that they
4: can feel wow. it uh, and i'm not saying the person's gonna run up yeah. you know all wild just walk up she will kind of size you up right quick and she won't do anything dangerous she just walks away she isn't going to you know and then you've got a different person you know that walks up and she'll let them actually touch her
1: right so if the if the the client says
4: why did that horse act that way
1: to mm. me? Am I am, am I broken? Or, mm-hmm. So what's the comeback for that? It's.
4: And a lot of times I'll say, "What do you think? What was that like for you to have that horse walk away? Mm-hmm. What What did What was that like?" And a lot of times they'll say things like, "Well, you know, lots of people walk away from me. Lots of people, <sighs> you know, I see that all the time. I'm like, well, let's talk about that. Let's 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 talk about how we can what can we do different. Right. So I may the next time they come. I may still tell them, I'd like you to go spend some time with that horse. And they're just like, I don't want to go spend time with that horse. That horse doesn't like me. Let's see. And so depending on the client, I may, you know, I may let them experience a different horse or I may not. I may choose to let them see what they need to do inside themselves in order because that horse won't lie. As soon as they shift and change something within themselves, so will she. Amazing. And then then I know, because that's a tool for me to know, that they have done something within themselves to change.
1: Wow, fascinating, and I guess just like people, horses have different personalities.
4: Absolutely.
1: Different um, moods and things like that. And we all go through different moods and and the horses Mm -hmm. do the same Mm -hmm. thing, so Mm -hmm. then you just have to be able to read them to see where they're at.
4: Absolutely, just like I tell people, it's like a classroom full of kids. You're gonna see the class clown, you're gonna (laughs) see the quiet one, you're gonna (laughs) see the obnoxious bully, you're gonna see the shy bashful one, You know, they're all there. And if you pay attention, you will see all those personalities, you know, come out, yeah. and uh, really, really, really neat.
1: It, it totally is. I mean, what a great idea! And the fact that you've you've been so successful with this, and I mean, again, I don't know when you sleep, but uh, anyway, <laughs> you know, it's things have to be going yeah. great. What do you see in the in the near future with? what's going on now? Yeah. You know, it, it seems like, I mean, we're not really in, in the pandemic. Let's lock everything up for, mm-hmm. you know, months at mm-hmm. a time now, but what do you, what is your vision that you're seeing or hope to see yeah. here coming up?
4: I think, you know, my vision would definitely be that <laughs> we need more mental health helpers. Uh, we, we are really, really tired. I'll just yes. be, I'll be honest with you. I talked to a lot of my colleagues and, um, everybody that i know that does this job and i'm talking i mean i'm not talking just us first responders anybody that is a helper Mm -hmm. uh, is pretty tired in the future i would love to make sure that everybody hears that we have to take care of ourselves we have to have some time for us it's just as important for me to take a day to take care of me so i can come back and take care of my clients um that is so critical but i don't think we're out of the woods anytime soon with some of the stuff that we're dealing with we 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 are still going to be dealing with all this stuff for a long time
1: that's a a a great point so listen we're winding down here so how would somebody get a hold of you
4: um we uh we have a website unbridled changes org. okay and we are uh, located uh, right off Long Hollow Pike. We're not far from Beach High School. There's, there's a phone number on that website that you can reach out to. Okay. Um, and I will tell you, as of right now, we're, we've pretty much got a waiting list. Yeah. It, I would give anything for there to be more hours and energy <laughs> in yeah, totally. the day. But we well, are definitely, we're there.
1: Well, and, and we appreciate you being there because yeah. it's, it's such a needed thing right now. And our, our kids, we just have to make it better. So, thank you so much for coming in. Dawn McCaslin, yes. she is with Unbridled Changes at Montgomery Hollow and an incredible business model going on here. Dawn, mm-hmm. thanks so much for, for coming in, spending some time. Now, get back to
4: work. <laughs> thanks for having me. I <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: It. Hey, listen, uh, another edition of Summer County Spotlight is uh, in the wraps right now. Join us again next Sunday at 10 a.m. right here at WHIN. Of course, this uh, will be available on our podcast page at WHINradio.com starting on Monday. So, that's going to wrap it up. Jeff Shannon's here. Another edition of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks very much. So long.
0: Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by F&M Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinance in your home, f Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.